Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. All right, y'all. We are going back to our roots with a Midwest 2020 mini tour. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Thank goodness. Corn-fed entertainment. Tater tot hot dish. Mm, hot dish 2020. We are going to be in Indianapolis on March 18th, Chicago on the 19th, and the Twin Cities, a.k.a. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Ever heard of it? On Saturday, March 21st. Got some more dates. Amanda, what else do we have? From there, we're going to be going to St. Louis on March 23rd and Kansas City, Missouri, Trump, <laughs> on March 24th. Tickets can be found at our website, wineandcrimepodcast.com. So keep your eye out, get those trigger fingers ready, mm-hmm. and buy them before they sell out, baby. Yes, please. We can't wait to see you all. See you in March. Listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesota accents. Oh, yeah, yeah. you betcha. Slowed I down. Heard a, I heard a you betcha in earnest at the coffee shop the oh other day. Oh my god. It mm. was such a beautiful You found one in its natural habitat. (laughs) Yeah, it felt so good. Natural. (laughs) Natural. You want room for cream? Oh, you betcha. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That was it. We have to go up to my cabin again, like, very soon, because I am missing that Mm -hmm. thick, Mm -hmm. luscious, Northwoods accent. I also haven't been to a good uh, hearty meat raffle in way Mm -hmm. too long. Mm -hmm. Or a VFW. Yeah. I earn... This meat. <laughs> I, uh, I'm missing Mario. At Actually. Want to buy some pull tabs for Mario. Pull tabs and um, meat raffles are very apropos for this week's episode. Oh. That they um, are. So. <laughs> apropos. In particular, the meat raffle. And the pull tabs. Yeah, I mean. Um, well, yeah. Gambling in general. I won 100 bucks off a pull tab from Mario last time I was there. I have spent over 100 bucks on pull tabs and have never won. <laughs> not a single dollar. Um, it's not video roulette. Okay, this week's topic uh, is a bit of an esoteric one. It is uh, it. be careful what you wish for crimes. So, like, mm-hmm. tales of somebody getting what they thought they wanted or exactly what they wanted, but then a swift uh-huh. demise. Yup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will explore the origins of this phrase Ooh. in my segment. And, yeah, I'm actually, I'm excited about this one. My my case is fairly brief, but it's pretty blue, y'all. <laughs> blue? <laughs> it's a it's a bleak one. Uh, 
you'll have a blue Christmas yeah. after this episode. A, a dark and cold blue. <laughs> yeah. Not like a periwinkle. No, 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 no. A sad blue. Like right. a cobalt. Before yeah. we get into it and get into the wine crime pairing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have a few butt plugs. So, yes. um, first one, we've got new merch, y'all. Yes. We have got some new uh, tote bags, our very first tote yes. bag. Um, They're so cute. everyone has a lot of shit to tote. And Well, and we were thinking, mm-hmm. you know, crime cons coming up. You need a nice tote for going from booth to booth and getting all your free yeah. shit. Yeah. Toting your free shit. So we, we did it for you. It's really a swag bag. Um, yeah. So it's super mm-hmm. cute. It is uh, that same like new logo design that's on the wrist of the fucking patriarch, fucking patriarchy sweatshirts. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so go cute. check that out at wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com. Yes. Uh, Lucy, you want to do the next butt plug? Uh, yeah. So don't forget to email us. We are doing an AMA on Ask Me Anything uh, coming up here pretty soon. So we will answer anything that you want to ask us. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything. Our friend our friend Scott is going to help screen those questions. So uh, we have a special folder in our email inbox to just drop those emails in so none of us can read them in advance. And then Scott will be the one to, to read them to mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. <laughs> fresh. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. So having said that, be sure to put AMA in the subject line of your email so we know that there's something in there that we shouldn't be reading. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, if you're emailing us about something else that we do need to respond to in a timely manner, send that in a separate email Mm -hmm. because... Yep. We won't We're be not going to touch anything marked AMA. Yeah. yeah. Won't yeah. Touch we it. want these to be and virgin so questions. Indeed. None of us are virgins. Mm. Speak fight. Speak no. fight. That's one of your questions. No, I'm <laughs> saving myself for marriage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dog down a hallway, y'all. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God. You gotta wiggle to find the sides. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Even. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so you can email those questions and remember AMA in the subject line to wine and crime podcast at gmail.com. Dot E D U. Dot C U N. Dot And finally, it's happening to me. Have. A live show coming up. It's a live show. It's coming up on April 29th. We have a live show coming up. I'm already drunk, you guys. It's like, it's, it's been a really long week. It's 2 really p.m. Um, 2.30. It's 2.30. Uh, so, yeah, we are hosting another live show in Minneapolis. It's on Sunday, April 29th at 7 p.m. at the Illusion Ooh. Theater downtown Minneapolis. Um, it is an 18 plus event and there's a bar and there's us mm-hmm. and it's going to be the freaking most fun, most <laughs> smartest thing you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> um, tickets went up uh, today is the 15th when we're recording and tickets went up this morning and we've already sold about a quarter of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so get your um, buns you're... in gear. Yeah, I think these are going to go already. really fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, in the perfect world, we're sold out by the time this airs. <laughs> But uh, keep 
keep an eye on the website. Go to whiningcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com to buy your tickets. And yeah, don't wait if you want to if you want to go get your tickets as soon as possible. Um, and your the purchase of your ticket just gets your name on a list, so you don't have to print anything. You just bring your ID to the door. We cross check the purchase of your ticket. Um, and that gets you in. So it's going to be yep. super fun. Can't wait to see oh, you all. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. And last year's show sold out. So get your tickets. Yeah, oversold. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically standing, standing room, room only. Mm-hmm. Sorry mm-hmm. about that to you who had to stand. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome, though. We had so much it fun. It was so much fun. And it was my birthday. Yeah. It was Not so this year, but <laughs> it was your birthday last year. It was my birthday. I'm cutting this up because I'm annoyingly sober and I'm waiting to crack open my wine. <laughs> so we're moving on. I wanted to I wanted to add one more butt plug. Okay. Ooh, okay. That Kenyon and I will be at we're gonna have a little wine and crime meetup in Des Moines Ooh. on Monday, Ooh. May 7th. Yes. Time and location yes. TBD, but it is happening. So mm-hmm. if you live anywhere near Des Moines, you wanna come hang out with us and drink some wine. Yep. Yep, yep, That's yep, where we'll yep. be on Monday, May 7th. But Amanda will yep, not yep, be yep, there yep, because yep. she sucks and she hates you all. No, because I'll be in class uh-huh. getting my education, uh-huh. bitches. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry about it. Mm. All right, let's move on. I do wish I could be What there. is sorry, our wine yes. crime pairing for be careful what you wish for crimes? Indeed. We are pairing this episode with Wink's wonderful white Mm. blend. Mm. Because everything seems wonderful when you get what you wish Mm -hmm. for. Until uh, it doesn't. That may not... Yeah, that might not be the case with our upcoming stories, but it is actually the case with Wink Wine Club, which is an online service slash wine club that provides you with extraordinary options for wine that can be delivered directly to your door on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you go to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash G-A-L-S. Using that little link will get you 20 bucks off your first order if it's your first time signing up. Um, they'll probably initiate some sort of quiz to see where your palate lies. They'll make suggestions based on the things that you like. You can go with their suggestions. You can choose not to go with their suggestions. And you can peruse their list of hundreds of wines that they have available in small batches made all around the world. Mm -hmm. They're gorgeous. I haven't been disappointed with one yet. Even though Chardonnays are not my favorite, I have not had to spit anything out or dump it down the drain. (laughs) Um, Ringing endorsement. Yeah, ringing endorsement. No, but it's been awesome. It's exposed me to all kinds of wine varietals that I had never heard of. And um, all of these wines are exclusive from Wink. So you can totally be an absolute wine snob without having to pay the wine snob price and impress all of your friends with all these wines that they totally can't get. And every um, time I log in to like put more wine in my basket, there's different mm-hmm. wines. Yeah. They, yeah. Like, they change all them up the all the time. Nice. I love it. It's awesome. And if you put four or more wines in your cart, they take care of the shipping. So the first time I did an order, I put five wines in my cart. I had that uh, $20 promo code, and I basically got five wines for like 30 bucks. That's so good. So it's totally worth it even to just go on, check it out, do that first order, see what you think. You can cancel it. I think you can suspend it. You can do whatever you need to do to make it work for you, but the pricing is really on point, and then you don't have to leave your house. So trywink.com forward slash gals do it. Um, the (laughs) wonderful white blend is a blend 
What? Of three. What? Yeah, I know. Shock. <laughs> it's a blend of three varietals, um, two that we haven't covered yet and one that we have covered. So I'm going to focus on Malvasia Blanca and Whoa. Muscat. The third varietal is Viognier, which we have covered before. So this Malvasia Blanca is a group of white wine grape varieties grown historically in the Mediterranean region. Also but now, a female Disney villain. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maleficent Malvasia Blanca. Um, but now it is grown in winemaking regions all over the world. It does thrive in some of that like warm and wet mm. Mediterranean type climate. But it's a pretty resilient grape, so uh, it can be, like I said, grown in several different regions under uh, different circumstances. These grapes are used to produce white table wines, so like very easy drinkable wines. Um, Some on the sweeter side, it's used in dessert wines and sometimes used as part of blends, which a lot of sweeter grapes are going to be blended so that you can kind of fine tune some of that sweetness. Some wines Mm. like a Muscat, like a pure Muscat, are meant to be on the sweeter side. Other wines, you want some of those hints of sweetness, but you want them to be balanced out, which makes sense with the Viognier especially being in this blend. Um, So yeah, there is a little sweetness to those Mediterranean beauties. And then, of course, the Muscat family of grapes is also on the sweeter side. Something I didn't know is that this varietal includes, or this, like, family of grapes includes over 200 grape varieties. Holy buckets! Yeah, that belong to the same species, which is... Vit- Vitis vinifera. Nailed it. Nailed it. Vine vine life. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, this whole strain of grapes has been used in wine production and also for raisins and table grapes around the globe for centuries. So it's one of the oldest uh, species of grape, which is kind of cool. Um, the number of varieties of Muscat suggests that it's perhaps the oldest domesticated grape <gasps> variety. Wow. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, so you don't. I don't think about Muscat very often because I don't usually drink very sweet it's, wines, but mm-hmm, it's been yeah. around forever, which is really cool. And cool. it's a cool um, name. Kind of yeah, like a mysterious cool. tone mm-hmm. to the name. I like it. Exactly. And then, of course, Viognier, much less sweet, a little bit more balanced acidity. It is fruit forward, but it has a drier finish. So this is kind of the perfect addition to these sweeter grape varieties this just kind of mellows everything out blends everything together and keeps it from being like syrupy while still having some of those peachy kind of lychee i love lychee fruit mm. um floral tasting notes so yeah Ooh. all right I this think is gonna this be a very easy one to drink so like buckle up good. <laughs> ready to crack this motherfucker yeah let's crack it crack it cracker uh. Oh, deck crack. Sorry, I was just adjusting Mm. my back. You can open the wine now. (laughs) (laughs) That was so gross. (laughs) But also, I love cracking my back. Uh, Yeah. yeah. You're loud with it, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. All All right. right. What is our background and psych? Oh, yum. For, uh, be careful what you wish for, crimes. Well, I'm so excited. I wasn't 100% sure where to go with this (laughs) subject. Mm -hmm. Uh, You definitely had the hardest job this week. Yeah, you for sure did. Although, me trying to Google (laughs) real cases of not being careful what you wish for, (laughs) crimes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yielded That's some bad googling. Not yeah, very good. Results. I feel like I actually may have had the easiest job. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Okay, so we're gonna just talk about the phrase itself first. Mm-hmm. So be careful what you be careful what you wish for, lest it come true. In other mm-hmm. words, if you get things that you desire, there may be unforeseen and unpleasant consequences. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the most Minnesotan of topics because oh, as yeah. as a species, we're not yeah. able to feel unadulterated joy. No, no. Um, <laughs> and no. we're so, extremely cautious about yeah. everything. So everything Literally is everything. like the best thing a Minnesotan could say is not too bad, mm-hmm. not too yep. shabby. How could are you? Worse. Not too shabby. Could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> anything. Mm-hmm. That's how you express goodness or joy, joy or happiness. <laughs> and if it's the all right. weather is nice for like three days in a row, then you need to be on guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it will blizzard the next day if you're too yeah. excited about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You will change Can't trust the course it. of the weather. Mm-hmm. Just with happy feelings. Okay. So the phrase is a variation on ye old Yiddish curse... May you oh. get what you wish for. Ooh, Ooh that's scary. And to that's me, this just scary. seems like sarcastic and mean spirited. Like, and I also feel like if you hear a phrase and you're like, oh, damn, that was bitchy, like, yeah. it's always coming from an old Yiddish woman. Like, she <laughs> got it locked up. They're all kind of pretty mean. much. Yeah. Just mean. They're balaboostas. Mm. Ball busters. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, when I hosted my when I hosted my first seder, I learned the Yiddish word balabusta, which sounds like ball buster, but <laughs> yeah, actually just means hostess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so but I was like, hell buster. yeah, I'm a balabusta. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> One in the same. Not very Minnesotan to me. No. Uh, In literature, the main takeaway is to be super duper specific with your wishes. Mm -hmm. This phrase Mm -hmm. is often linked to the devil granting wishes and then just fucking Mm -hmm. with people. Yeah. One of my biggest fears, and I don't Mm -hmm. even believe in the devil. (laughs) I mean, I believe in like that, though. Just be specific. Yeah, but you have to be really specific. Oh, I know, because I'm about to tell you (gasps) one classic illustration of this phrase comes from the 1902 short story by W.W. Jacobs called The Monkey's Paw. Oh, yeah. I remember this. We (gasps) read this. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But also, like, if it's a monkey, isn't it a hand? The monkey's hand? Maybe that was too pro-evolution for the time. (laughs) Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Too controversial. That's my main beef (laughs) with this whole thing. Um, So the story is about a family who obtains an enchanted monkey hand that will grant them three wishes. Um, And it kind of, like, falls on them in a really creepy way. Mm -hmm. Like... A soldier comes to their house and is like, I got this hand from India and it's evil. And he like throws it into the fire and then they like dig it out. And 
it's dramatic and it's and uh, isn't the family like very poor yeah so uh so the the hand will grant them three wishes and the first wish that they make is to get enough money to pay off their mortgage mm-hmm. um, seems so they, like a sensible wish Completely sensible wish. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. the next day, their son dies in an accident at work, and the the workers' comp that they get for his death was the Mm -hmm. exact amount of money that they owed on their house. (sighs) So that was their first wish. The next wish, because they were devastated over their son's death, they wished to bring him back to life. Mm. But again, they weren't very specific, and he'd been dead for, like, over a week. Mm-hmm. So they were th- like, after they made the wish, they were like, "Hmm, we probably should have like thought about more that. detail with that." Should've we probably should through. have watched Practical Magic starring yeah. Sandra Bullock. Exactly. Where Gordon Visnick comes back to life, <laughs> but he's not the same. He's Somebody's not. watching Kovach. ER on Hulu. Doctor Kovach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my loins! Uh, I don't so- like him. Obviously, he comes oh. back, like, as a zombie, and he's, like, knocking on the door, and then he's, like, knocking harder and harder and harder, and they're like, oh, my God, he's going to kill us, or, like, he came yeah. back evil. So they they spent their last wish trying to wish him away, like, kill him again. Yeah. And oh, that's, that's the so end of that sad. story. So uh, One of my theories, even though I'm an atheist, is that Donald Trump, because he's so untouchable in, like, this really surreal way, mm-hmm. and also, like, his rise was so improbable, mm-hmm. was that he actually, like, sold his soul to the devil in order to be president. Yeah. And so that's that. why he can't be, like, removed, but also he's miserable. But also, I feel like, really he's, good about this theory. He's yeah. also like a Muppet made out of salami. Yeah. With like an <laughs> anus for Muppet. a mouth. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that preceded a farting the anus theory. for a mouth. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate him so much. <laughs> and you guys, we're not going to stop being political. We appreciate that we have listeners who don't agree with us, and I think you're actually very cool mm-hmm. for being able to withstand all of our opinions and still mm-hmm. keep listening. Like, mm-hmm. I actually super respect you. Big but time. We're not going to stop being political and mean because that was, like, the impetus for starting this show. Yeah, so, It's who we are as people. We cannot change at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. We thought about toning it down at first, but only for, like, didn't work. a couple of seconds. Yeah. And then work. we all screamed, punch Nazis, and we yeah. kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and then danced naked under a full moon <laughs> and then kept going. Yeah, and then like Charleston happened, and we're like, nope, or Charleston, yeah, no, not Charleston. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. This theme also pops up as the title of the twelfth Goosebumps book published in nineteen ninety three. Your favorite. You guys remember how into Goosebumps I was slash am? You oh, were yes. obsessed. You were. Yeah. It was a little scary. I read I a mean. lot. Makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. I mean, I read all. I read all of the books for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I liked I the liked... Choose Your Own Adventure ones. Yes, I was just gonna say those ones were so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I Ugh. also got frustrated because I never got out of like the haunted house alive. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just reading them like chronologically, like like you read a normal book to mm-hmm. find the page where you get out alive. 
Mm-hmm. And then I like worked my way backwards. <laughs> That's not how this works, but I love the effort. Those give like me dying. anxiety. I know. <sighs> it was a way to Kenyon cope. can't have joy in anything. No. She's Minnesota. A children's book. Still waiting. <laughs> Goosebumps were like Poor barely thing. children's books. Oh, oh, Tapping my foot. All right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Talk space. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to read you the blurb on the back of the Goosebumps book. Yes. (laughs) And no, I don't have it in my hands. It's in a box in my parents' attic. Samantha Bird is a klutz. An accident (laughs) waiting to happen. She's the laughingstock of the girls' basketball team. And that mean, rotten Judith Bellwood is making her life miserable on and off the court. Judith is the cool one? Judith Bellwood. Judith. Judith. All right. (laughs) <laughs> but everything's about to change. Sam's met someone who can grant her three wishes. For real. Too bad yeah. Sam wasn't careful what she wished for. Because her Uh-oh. wishes are coming true. And they're turning her life into a living nightmare. Ooh. Oh my god. I wonder if Sam makes it out of the haunted house. Say cheese and so, die. <laughs> I, I remember the plot of this book. and like, Don't go into the basement. Don't go to the basement. Fucking <laughs> Judith. What a balabusta. <laughs> uh, so she makes wishes. Like, her first wish is that she's, like, the strongest, like, the best one on the team. So, like, mm-hmm. the wish is granted, but she is still her same klutzy self, and everyone else is just, like, a horrible basketball player. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the whole team gets the shitty. The whole team gets yeah, worse. Yeah, so she's good, mm. but they can't win any games. Yeah. And then like, like a chess game. And yeah. then like at some point she wishes for Judith to go away. Ooh. But like the the genie or the witch or whatever makes everybody go away. So Samantha's like the only person on the planet. Ooh. Not and good. Then, like, That's why you definitely never wish for, quote, all the money in the world. Right. Right. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh, and then like at the end she turns into a bird and flies away. <laughs> It's not the, the strongest fuck? ending, but that's how it ends. <laughs> Sam? Yeah, Sam turns or, into a bird. What about her parents? Doesn't matter. She's done. Does, yeah, does she graduate done. high school? No, nope, she she's, she's a bird now. She is oh. a bird. <laughs> okay. Birds don't need diplomas. Unless they're building a nest with it. Make okay. me a bird so I can fly away. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. And if I'm a bird... I don't need to go to college. Mm, right. Don't need college. Okay. Oh my God. There's also an Eminem song called Careful What You Wish For. Yup. And the lyrics go, so this is it. This is what I wished for. Just isn't how I envisioned it. And okay, I'm sure he well, pulls it off better than tough. I do. I mean, yep. That was pretty good. That was, I have goosebumps. There's a, <laughs> I have all I the like goosebumps. I like how you lose yourself in the music the moment. <laughs> you you own it. <laughs> never, ever let it go. Thanks. You only get one shot. Thanks, Stan. Do not miss your chance <laughs> miss to blow. <laughs> this, opportunity this opportunity comes, comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> We're all funny? exactly 30 <laughs> years old. I fucking old. really hope Eminem is listening right now. He's not. He's absolutely not. <laughs> uh, might be. Uh, there's also apparently a singer named Luke Combs. Google him. Right. He looks ridiculous. 
Okay. And he has a song, and the lyrics go, they're very deep. I want you guys to prepare yourselves. Mm. Am I going to, they're going to be tears. Don't know what you got till it's gone. They paved yeah. paradise and put up. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. That's a different song. I was like, is, wait a minute. That is my second Don't least know what favorite you got. song of all time. Whose favorite Umbrella. song? My second least favorite? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I hate that song, too. Okay, all right. Okay. And then Counting Crows had to shit even more on it and cover it <laughs> with, like, Michelle Branch. God damn it. Spare us. Okay. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> home song. Don't know what you got till it's gone and you're out on your own. All you want is what you can't get back. Once you let it go, then you know what you have. Don't hold a candle to what you had. Sometimes what you think you'll find, it ain't quite what real life has in store. So be careful what you wish for. Whoa. Whoa. I'm feeling it. I hope this is just illustrating this phrase mm-hmm. even more for I you guys. I feel it. The phrase was also a 2015 blockbuster hit starring Nick Jonas and Isabel Lucas. Ugh, Never saw it. Nick Jonas. Don't desire to. Isn't Nick Jonas a singer? Yeah, yeah. but he's like broken out into the Hollywood scene. Wasn't he like a Disney guy? I don't know. All of no, our he was in One Direction. Are like screaming oh, yeah, Jonas right Brothers. now. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> I feel dumb. We're old. We're yeah. washed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't care. Um, according to tvtropes.org.edu. Amazing. There are many different <laughs> circumstances in which this phrase is illustrated, like, in the movies and on TV. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Wisher... Mm-hmm. Okay, this... I feel you guys getting, like, exhausted by this, but I think this part is kind of interesting. <laughs> Uh, the wisher may or may not have known that their wish was heard by anyone. Twist. Mm. Yes. Kind then, of like the, uh, like, Lindsay Lohan, like, Freaky body, Friday. S- Freaky Friday switching. I loved that movie. <laughs> I have it on DVD, like, it's in my possession. So What's her name? Good. Yogurt Lady? Activia? Jamie yes. Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. God bless. Uh she's a fucking queen she's Mm -hmm. so good she's so good uh okay um another way that this might be twisted there might be a genie who wants to show the wisher the error of their ways Mm -hmm. or the genie Mm -hmm. might just be an asshole and just fucking with them damn genie Uh, or kind of clueless like genie from aladdin yeah yeah harmless well we'll get to we'll get to more about the genies in a second um, the wisher it. might be shown in an alternate timeline, like in A Christmas mm. Carol with Scrooge and Tiny mm-hmm. Tim. The wisher might find out that what they had wanted comes at the cost of something they didn't realize they wanted even more. Maybe mm. the thing that they are wishing away is an elemental part of their identity, uh, mm. like a la Freaky Friday. Yeah. Uh, or, or the thing that they wanted isn't as cool as they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So this next paragraph, which is my last paragraph, it sounds fucking ridiculous. And I was just thinking about who the fuck wrote this. Like, it's somebody's <laughs> job to write things like this. These are my favorite moments. Are you ready? Also, this, crime. Is, this is a true crime podcast, even though we've spent however long talking about genies. Song lyrics and, and genies. Eminem. 
I mean, lest I remind you of the Avril Lavigne outburst that you had. Oh, yeah. So. That's true. Yeah, you started this, actually. Yeah, you really did. you for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is somebody's job to write this. Are you ready? Mm. Yep. Contrast the literal genie, which ignores the intent of the wish in favor of the exact words. This mm. trope is about the complications that arise when you get exactly what you wanted rather than exactly what you said. A jackass genie is likely to cause this to happen if he doesn't just twist your words entirely. The benevolent genie, too, may make this happen if he thinks you, quote, need to learn the lesson you're getting from your wish, or if he lacks the common sense or human perspective to see that the wish is disastrous, or mm -hmm. if he is just constrained to grant the wish, no matter how disastrous it is. This is awful, and I hate Poor it. Poor genies. I'm done. It's, it's hard out there for a genie. Also, the <laughs> word genie comes from... I think the Turkish word, I could be wrong about that, drunk, whatever, jinn, D-J-I-N-N, and they were like impish, magical rascals that could grant wishes, but also like play tricks. Mm -hmm. So even it's in its like original form, there was a be careful what you wish for kind of element happening. And I'm a nerd. Okay. All right. So that's my segment. Followed... <laughs> Following it up with the genies. God uh, bless. And if you find yourself obligated to make a deal with the devil, <laughs> or if you think you're speaking to a genie. <laughs> if you're rubbing objects in your Lamps. home and talking to voices. <laughs> or if you, you turned might. into a bird recently. <laughs> if you owned every single Goosebumps book and if begged your father to drive to Canada to get out of print copies of Goosebumps books. <laughs> I didn't do that. But I do I have Top Space and I love it. Yep. Top Space. <laughs> love it. Um, okay. We got some new fresh talking points for Talk Space. I mean, sort of. <laughs> kind of. Talkspace, it's an online therapy company that enables you to improve your mental health, a.k.a. treat your brain, mm -hmm. yep. from anywhere, at any time. You can message your therapist whenever you need to. No commuting, no judgment, no pants, no bra. <laughs> <laughs> on the and toilet, in the, on the toilet, Off the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> During oh, Frasier. <laughs> oh my god. It's amazing. I mean, some of that too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually Talkspace is amazing. All three of us legitimately use it and yep. not for free. We're paying no, for it. No, we that pay shit. for it. Yeah. It's worth every penny. I was, I was literally just going to say we use our <laughs> promo code to get. The 30 bucks off our first month, but we have been paying for our plans. We don't get special treatment or special yeah. access to Talkspace just because we do ads for them. We really believe in this We're company and we use it and we love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm in a very it's good so. headspace. But I don't mm -hmm. appreciate it when you accuse me of driving to Canada to get more Goosebumps books. Yeah. That didn't happen. She's texting her Talkspace therapist right now. If I have you a real have problem with Kenyan making up lies memories. about my Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Your talk space therapist is like, I think I need to refer you to a new specialist. <laughs> I, I can't think we need to have a group anymore. session. <laughs> Which they do offer. They offer group what? sessions. You can video chat. You can leave and receive voice memos. You can text. You can call. Um, it's really nice because those services can be made available to you as you need them as well. So I was in definite crisis, um, uh, now a little over a month ago with, Woo! um, my, my big life change and my breakup and my therapist made herself available to talk to me on the phone instead of just texting. And it was so helpful. I um, love your therapist. Yeah. She's awesome. She, she, she's, she's great. a lot she's, of weight in the last month. You know what? She definitely has. hundred uh, percent. Uh, I clicked with her right away. So I really, I really love chatting with her and she is willing to kind of go above and beyond for me in ways that I don't feel like I've ever gotten from, um, in-person therapy. So Mm -hmm. definitely check it out and in if you're part of wine and crime happy hour people definitely post their experiences when they're comfortable or ask questions there are a lot of people in the group who use this service uh Mm -hmm. so we'd love to hear your feedback about it and see how it's been working for you and you know help each other out create a community it's great yep treat your brain so um for 30 dollars off your first month of talkspace uh go to talkspace.com forward slash gals g-a-l-s Woo! all right Woo! okay oh god ready for the downer (laughs) actually my case downers Mine isn't, it's, you know, it's average downer. It's a true crime podcast, average level downer. Average My, Kenyan downer, though, is different. No, That's a different no. scale. It's, it's very much an Alanis Morissette lyric. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. It's a jagged little pill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like playing. It's, it's, it's 10,000 spoons. <laughs> when um, all you need is a nap. Okay. My Speaking first, of my first, <laughs> my first concert, fourth grade, Alanis, oh. Jagged Little Pill Tour, what up? Okay. So, we're going to go back into the way back machine to the summer of 2012. Hmm. Subsequently, the last summer. time I wore a two-piece bathing suit. <laughs> It's been six long years. I kind of miss tankinis, I'm going to be honest. My uh, stomach has not seen sunshine since 2012. <laughs> I have a tankini with boy shorts. Oh, let's bring them back. It's basically like an old-timey bathing costume. <laughs> it's what I wear. A bathing <laughs> uniform. <laughs> it's what Goofy Nashville, wears. here we come. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Don't forget to pack your bathing costume. Okay. Summer of 2012. 46-year-old Iruj Khan was a husband, father, and small business owner. He was described as a big family man, but also a bit of a workaholic for whom work was his passion. Mm. Um, Iruj was a Muslim immigrant from um, Hyderabad, India, having immigrated to the Chicago area in 1989 when he was in his 20s. Mm. And then he went on to open several successful dry cleaning businesses. 
over the next, like, several decades. Okay? Okay. So, immigrant, worked hard, family guy, dry cleaning businesses, devout Muslim. Um, At the time of our story, Aruj had one teenage daughter named Jasmine with his ex-wife. And I think they were divorced, but maybe she died. I couldn't find any information about the first wife. She's, like, super not in the picture anymore. Didn't have Um, Facebook. That's fine. Yeah. Um, And then he had been married to his second wife, Shabana, for 12 years at the start of this story. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Shabana moved to the U.S. to be with Aruj shortly after they married, and uh, she helped him run his dry cleaning businesses and also raised uh, Jasmine since she was, like, a really little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aruj's father-in-law, Shabana's father, lived with them as well. Aruj was a devout Muslim, and um, he had actually sworn off gambling uh, and decided to live a more virtuous life after making the religious pilgrimage to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, which is known as making Hajj. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, devout or practicing Muslims are required to travel to Mecca once in their lifetime at least, um you know, as, like, one of one of the things on the to-do list to please God, basically. So it's the same thing that yeah. Jewish people do, also, to go to what? Jerusalem. Don't they make, that, like, a pilgrimage? pilgrimage? Yeah, but it's not as... Im- it's not as integral to the faith as it is to Islamic tradition. Like, making Hajj is, like, very important. Okay. Um... In the Islamic Sort of, faith. like, being confirmed, like, it's kind of a requirement of, like, your, uh, your religious, like, a, like growth. Like a declaration of, like, your commitment. I guess, kind of. I think there's also a lot of charity that's involved in making the trip, so you can, mm. you know, basically use You're doing acts of service Exactly. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, okay, so he had done this important religious act of going to Mecca... And then he swore off gambling after doing that, which mm. is probably a good thing because he no more had tabs. he had quite the gambling problem before then. Right. Um, so he was particularly fond of buying lottery tickets, and for a while he was known to spend up to six hundred dollars a day <gasps> on scratch offs. Holy shysties. I mean, that's if they a, were... That's my rent. If they were crossword scratch-offs, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I do love those. I love those They're my so favorite. But I, like I don't have $600. A I barely have a $600 a month. <laughs> well, he ran his own businesses, and I guess, you know, he could do what he wanted with his money. Yeah, me yeah, too. Bit of a gambling problem. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Okay, so for two years before our case takes place, he had completely resisted the temptation to buy lottery tickets. You know, he, like, had this horrible gambling addiction, and then he just kind of swore it off for two years and resisted. Good for him. But in June 2012, the urge struck, and he couldn't resist any longer. Aruj went to a nearby 7-Eleven and purchased two scratch-off tickets. Mm-hmm. The first was a dud, 
But the second, he shouted, I hit a million in the middle of the convenience store. I thought like a genie would pop out of the scratch ticket. (laughs) I'm really focused on genies today. Mm -hmm. Can't shake the genies. No. Um, (laughs) Arouge eventually, uh, so he wins a million, like on the scratch off, it's a million. Mm-hmm. And like it's the one, it's the one time in two years that he's bought them. Wow! So I mean, that's crazy. Is so crazy. The, the odds are so low. Is the stepmom gonna be pissed <laughs> or like excited? Or pumped? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh I my mean, god, I can't believe you fell off the wagon, but also a million dollars. Well, a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I had a husband with a gambling addiction and he came out with a million bucks, I'd probably forgive him. But then, like, take power of attorney. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Make and sure he has, like, not even a debit card. Like, <laughs> yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, here's you your prepaid Amazon gift card. Yeah, prepaid Visa gift cards only. And your burner phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That has not no internet fucking access. With that shit. I would spend no. a lot of that money on like talk space for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like chain mm-hmm. him to a therapist's couch for like several Pretty hours much. a week to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I would spend that money on a set of four new goddamn tires because apparently tires cost more Are than the cost of dollars. my first car. <laughs> I honestly might spend well, it on to a divorce fair, too. You a little both- better bought cars for like four hundred dollars so everything costs more than our i use that a lot i use that like when i'm like getting a new phone or like (laughs) yeah like this this costs more than my first car which was a total death trap (laughs) the wheel (laughs) fell off while kenyon and i were barreling down minnetonka boulevard one day yeah i rode in this vehicle one time and then went never again and never got back in that car whatever it had a car phone it was cool okay so you're dating yourself right now oh i'm so old okay so rouge it didn't work rouge eventually opted for the lump sum payment of six hundred thousand dollars um which after taxes was around four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars lump sum yeah okay still, shake a stick still good Still great, yeah. Nothing to shake a stick at. (laughs) Just remember, when you're wishing for money through the lottery with a genie, factor in taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Precisely. Be specific. (laughs) Posing with his wife, daughter, and extended family members, a beaming rouge accepted an oversized check for his lottery winnings at a local press conference in the 7-Eleven on July 19th, 2012. I want in my life to receive an oversized check (gasps) so badly for anything and for any amount. $5, I'll take it. (laughs) Whatever we make off of the live show, let's put it into getting ourselves a giant promotional check. I feel so good about this. Unbelievably tacky. Yeah. And we'll have Scott presented to us at the yeah. live show. No, oh I want God. to do what they do on the Ellen show, where there's like a <laughs> random tech guy with like a headset, like runs out and shoves a giant check at someone and like runs backstage. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's my favorite part yeah. of the Ellen show. Maybe we could commission a giant novelty check for like five bucks and we can run into the audience and just shove it in somebody's face, take their picture, and then 
that'll be a bit. Let's do it. I really want to do it. Okay. <laughs> okay I'm going to look into this. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's just fun so, core. Shut keep, up. Don't ruin keep, everything. We can just can make it. Okay. DIY. Stop ruining everything. I want to get it from the bank. Okay. Jesus Christ. I don't I think that's where you get it. Shut it's, up. The U.S. Uh, bank offers a tier of like credit protection that comes with a massive The check. next time I order our business checks from U.S. bank. <laughs> Do you have them in five by two feet? Could order a book of foam core giant novelty chat. I'm gonna turn one pay, into a headboard. Pay invoices with it. It costs so much money to to send to a company. <laughs> you guys I'm this, this is a, a tuna moment and no one this else is, is gonna so think stupid. this is fun. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for our I next don't think it's that funny. With a novelty check. Derek is just smirking. Okay. So at the event, Arouge announced his plans to use his winnings to grow his dry cleaning business and to donate to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. That's great. Yeah, he's like, those a are great guy. things to do with your money. Yeah. The very next day, uh-oh, Eruge fell violently ill while at home. Oh God! Uh-oh. The day after he had the press conference accepting his giant promotional check. Not suspicious at all. Was he a Russian right. spy and he was just poisoned <laughs> with a scarf? Um, <laughs> He had eaten a traditional lamb curry, although some reports said ground beef. Which was it? Mm. <laughs> we need to know. <laughs> um, which beef sh- or lamb? <laughs> which one? Um, which Shabana had prepared for him. But soon he began to feel unwell and went to rest in a chair, I think upstairs. He later woke up in agony, convulsing, and then collapsed on the floor. And Shabana called 911. Did she poison him? Mm. We don't know. It's looking suspicious. Mm. It was the rug. Eruge died shortly thereafter. I'm not even sure that he, like, was alive by the time he made it to the hospital. Like, he just, like, convulsed and collapsed and was dead. Did somebody anthrax the novelty check? (laughs) It's sugar in the raw! (laughs) So, initially, the Cook County Medical Examiner, uh, after performing a preliminary blood test, but no autopsy, because at the time it was not their policy to perform autopsies on people over the age of 45, Mm. um, unless there was, like, extenuating circumstances, and he was 46. Um, God. They just they just ran like a simple blood test, and they're like, yeah, no alcohol, no drugs. Like, yep, he's dead. Must, Heart attack, must, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. They were like, must be like his arteries, heart attack, mm-hmm. you know, natural causes. Which can story. make you sick. Like having heart issues can make you throw up. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. But we'll probably suspicion. not convulse though. 
I don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah. (laughs) Science doesn't know. Um, So, (laughs) but given the awkward. Science doesn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Given the awkward, to say the least, timing um, and Aruja's apparent good health before his death. His surviving brother insisted that further tests be performed. Thank you, surviving brother. Yes. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. Everyone needs an advocate after their death when it's looking real suspicious like this. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs a surviving brother. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Shit. I don't have one of those. Uh, None of us do. None of us. Okay. Maybe I can write a novelty check for a surviving brother. (laughs) Extensive toxicology reports, which took months to complete, corrected the initial findings. Uh-oh. Eruge had not died of natural causes. He had been poisoned Knew with it. cyanide. Oh, and shit. And that didn't show up on the talk screen? No, it did not. Weird. Okay. Because I think they only test for, like, alcohol and, like... Yeah, they probably only test for specific things, and, like, cyanide wouldn't be a regular thing to test for. I guess yeah. not. So, his death was now ruled a homicide, and the investigation began. Um, according to one poisoning expert that was quoted in a lot of articles about this case... Um, quote, cyanide poisoning is a nasty death. There is an enzyme which allows your cells to breathe, and the cyanide wipes that enzyme out. Oh, so my God. So it basically suffocates you cell by cell, and oh. it essentially kills you in this explosion of cell death. That's that gross. That sounds awful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Bye. No, no thanks. Nope. Ah, uh-uh. No. No. Yeah. no. So, um, <laughs> Shabana and her father, so the, the wife and the father-in-law, insist that they ate Aruja's final meal along with him, whether it was lamb or beef, curry. <laughs> or novelty and check. <laughs> on top of the novelty check as a plate, <laughs> as, as a bread table. Ballin'. Yeah. I love um, this. Um... But that they had absolutely nothing to do with his death. And Shabana told reporters at the time, quote, We went from being the happiest day we got the check. It was the best sleep I've had. And then the next day, everything was gone. Yeah, she did it. Except the check. Right. I mean, she still gets the money. Who talks about the best sleep they ever had the night yeah. that their husband dies? And also, I feel like it's more suspicious that she was like, we were eating with him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and you poisoned him while you were eating with him. I think That's right. not hard. That there, doesn't prove anything. The fact that I have leftovers from every single meal I ever eat, I never eat it all in one sitting. I feel mm-hmm. like that would be a yeah. good alibi for me if I were in this situation and if I were innocent. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, there's mm-hmm. half of it left in the fridge. Yeah, it's hungry. Hungry. So I'll eat more of it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you totally could. But also it's mm-hmm. because you have a very tiny mouth. It takes me a long time to eat. And yeah. also you having leftovers of your portion does not mean you didn't put cyanide in somebody else's portion. I yep. have like leftover yep. cyanide too, though. right so that's kind of what this case hinges on is like where did the cyanide come from Mm -hmm. um 
Okay, so the widow was interrogated by police for four hours immediately following her husband's death, but she was never arrested. Hmm. Okay. Um, during the investigation, however, it was revealed that Shabana's father owed $124,000 in unpaid taxes at the time of his son-in-law's death. And that's There's who lived motive. in the house with him? Yes, he lived in the house with them. Okay. Motive. Um, yeah. And the IRS had already put liens against the family's house trying to collect the father-in-law's unpaid tax money. So it was getting desperate, the yep. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is looking roll the, fishy. The day before, Arouge announced his plans for the money, which did not include spending one-third of it on his father's back tax bill. Mm. Well, he wouldn't have Just, announced that at a press conference either. Sure, but like, you know... Whatever. I would liens to the U.S. government. <laughs> like, I mean, I would if I, I won mean, the lottery. I'd be like, juice. I'm gonna pay my fucking student loans. Yeah, and then I mean, we'll the see first thing left. I would do. Honestly, I think it's pretty normal that the first thing you would do is get rid of debts. Mm-hmm. That's what right. I would do. Right. But was, maybe he wanted to get rid of his father-in-law. Maybe he was like, you know what? Fuck him. He didn't pay his taxes. He can deal with it. Maybe Arouge yeah, I mean, wasn't even aware. That the father he was. Had... If they're knows? all living in the same house, though, right? And there are liens on the family home. Yeah, from the right. government trying to collect money. It seems far fetched that Arouge didn't know. I'm this just right. saying, it's a pass. We don't know. It's, it's a, pass. a pass. It's a it's a slim pass. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Myers. In January. Okay. I'm just in January. All right. In January 2013, roughly six months after his death, the body of Arouge Khan was exhumed from Rose Hill Cemetery. Six months is a long time. Yeah, Yeah. that thing's getting mushy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The medical examiner, who was under intense pressure following his very public fuck-up of being like, nah, natural causes, oh no, wait, cyanide. JK, we didn't do our jabs. Yeah, he so he's under all this pressure, and it's it's like a big case. It's it's not just in the Chicago news; it's like worldwide news. Yeah. Um. So he orders Arouge's body to be exhumed for further postmortem testing. Mm-hmm. But Arouge was buried according to Islamic tradition and not embalmed. Oh, so, so they deteriorate a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. So they're not preserved. Also, he, I th- I'm pretty sure he had to be buried within, like, three days, I think is the, yeah. the you know, prescribed like limit, um, mm-hmm. and not embalmed. So um, that made it impossible for the medical examiner to conclusively determine what his last meal was. Um, oh. And also how the cyanide was administered in the first place. So we'll place. never know if it was beef or lamb. Yep, we'll never know. Bullshit. We won't know. Um, okay, complicating matters further still. Eruge died without a last will and testament. Come if on, you're over guys. the age of 30, just get the ball rolling on a will. The clock's already ticking. Do either like, of you have a will? No, not yet. No. I have I've thought about it a lot, though. 
I have no earthly possessions and only debt, so... I need to protect all of my Harry Potter stuff and make sure no one can have it and I'm buried with it, so I'm calling my lawyer tomorrow. <laughs> but in, like, two years, if the podcast keeps doing well, I will create a will. Yeah. Um, okay. So donate so, on Patreon so that we can get Kenyon to make a will. So I can write my last <laughs> will and test. Also, I want my will to be, like, executed on a novelty check. If you donate $1,000 a month on Patreon, <laughs> mm-hmm. Kenyon will write in giving you $5 back from her estate in her will. You will get random trash from my estate when I eventually After die, no tax. matter when that is. <laughs> we'll make the lawyers work for it. They'll track you down. We're going to do a down. crazy tear. Okay. Um, okay, so following his death, a bitter court battle ensues between Jasmine, his daughter, mm-hmm. backed up by um, his surviving siblings, so like Jasmine's aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. um, okay. versus Shabana, the stepmom. Who everyone thinks killed him. Right. Yeah. Um, and the aunt who was awarded custody. Sorry, the aunt was awarded custody of Jasmine, which is kind of weird because Shabana, like, basically raised this girl since she was, like, five years old. Mm-hmm. And yet mm-hmm. the aunt, Aruja's sister, was awarded custody after all yeah, this shit went down. but Jasmine is old enough to testify in court, and they take her wishes into account at that point. Yes. So she probably had a lot to do with where she ended up. And she, I think it sounds like everybody was suspicious of Mm -hmm. Shabana and the Mm father-in-law. Yeah, it seems like everybody's suspicious of Shabana, but, like, isn't it also possible that she had nothing to do with it and it was the father-in-law that poisoned Aruj? Absolutely. It's very possible. Unfortunately, the father-in-law is now dead. Mm -hmm. By cyanide. Oh. (laughs) A novelty check fell on him, and he's so old and frail that he died. Okay, <laughs> he's over the head with a novelty check. <laughs> oh my god! And the irony killed him. Um, so, um, eventually, the court ruled that Shabana would receive two thirds of the lottery winnings. So, two thirds of four hundred and twenty-five thousand wow. dollars. I can't do math, so whatever nope. that is, a lot. And um, she like would retain, yeah, she would retain ownership of the dry cleaning businesses, which were valued around one million in and of itself. So she she came out all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but during the proceedings, Aruja's siblings insinuated that um, Aruja and Shabana were never actually legally married, and that she therefore shouldn't be entitled to any inheritance. So they were trying to, like, pull that into question, whatever, but it didn't really hold up in court, and so she got two-thirds and the businesses. Well, and if there's a marriage license on file with Chicago or, like, the state of Illinois, then sorry. I'm assuming there was, although... There had to have been for that to be overturned. Sure, but it's likely that they were married in India, Mm. where they both were from. Yeah, I'm assuming... Because it said that she didn't move to Chicago until after they were married. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you're so right. Then, so then it's a one. question of whether or not they filed their Indian marriage certificate properly mm-hmm. with the, like, Chicago Department mm-hmm. of whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
Um, Jasmine, the teenage daughter, uh, who is now studying at Loyola University, is totally estranged from her stepmother. Mm -hmm. Um, She was awarded by the court one-third of the lottery winnings and Mm -hmm. also a property valued at $250,000, which I'm assuming was the family home. Mm -hmm. With all the liens Um, on it? Didn't hear anything more about the liens. Maybe the father-in-law died in time that they didn't... They didn't... The IRS didn't collect all that stuff because the father-in-law died. He's... Mm -hmm. Um, or if after all this, the IRS like read about the story and was like, "Ooh, let's just Ooh, let's just." I mean, no, time. they're gonna they're gonna come for every fucking penny. I think it's more likely that the father-in-law either got his affairs in order before he died, or some of it was forgiven with his death. That yeah. seems more likely, right? Than the IRS just being like, "Nah, not worth it for this hundreds of thousands of dollars." Like, yeah, they're gonna come for you for that. It's funnier though, yeah. so I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> but still, Jasmine, college student. She has a property worth $250,000, mm-hmm. and she has one-third of the lottery winnings. Although, you know, obviously her beloved father is dead. Yeah. Um, Shabana continues to run the dry-cleaning businesses, quote, out of a desire to honor her husband. Hmm. Um, she will not give any further public statements on advice of lawyers. Um and according to her lawyer, uh, Shabana is actually in a, quote, worse financial position after his death than she was before. So she would not have had motivation to murder her husband. Although I don't know that somebody without, like, I don't know what her financial literacy was. It could have been. I was going to say, she could have just not known. She still could have the motivation thinking that this was going to solve her problems, even though it right. didn't. Right. Who knows? Like, her yeah. financial literacy could have been, like, light years beyond mine. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could have been as rudimentary as mine, and she could have been like, hey, this is, you know. An option. Right. For sure. So we don't that really know. That doesn't prove shit. Almost six years later, Arouge Khan's murder remains unsolved, and there have never been any arrests. God damn it. I have my own theory. Do you guys want to hear it? Always. Yeah, that there is a serial killer in the Chicago Ooh. area that finds <laughs> people Lottery that have winners. strained relationships of all varieties that he mm. can kill some member of that relationship and it would the media Exploit. would be like obviously it's this person and he just gets mm. away with it he or she gets away with it over and over it's like dead clever. It's like that Stephen Avery theory where it was yeah. that guy that pins it on other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A drifter who knows how to find sitting ducks. There you go. That's my theory. So. Cool. Well done. Don't, don't wear it out. So that's my case. So be careful. If you win the lottery, literally don't tell a soul, especially not your close family members. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. And but do tell never the State Lottery Association yeah. so that you can collect your novelty check. And Absolutely. if you do eat curry, will you at least make a note near you of whether it was beef or lamb so that when somebody does a podcast about mm-hmm. you, they're not really curious? Yeah. And don't take the lump sum unless you're really good at investing. Yeah. yeah. It's always better to get the, the payment over right. a multitude mm-hmm. of years. Come on, guys. And if yeah. you ask a genie... To win the lottery, specify sure the amount after taxes. After tax. 
Because yeah. I, okay. I also had a vision of like the genie being like sucked back into the bottle being like, you didn't specify after taxes. Taxes. <laughs> after taxes, it's key. They'll take a lot. They'll take like 60%. Yeah. It's my money and I need it now. I <laughs> earned it by that scratch ticket. Love I it. spent $600 a day to oh earn this back. What I wouldn't give for $600 a day to spend Can on you anything. Imagine. I mean, no. That is an uh, otherworldly amount of money to <laughs> yeah. me. It's that makes I my brain is melting. Yeah. Okay. But maybe so one of these case. days we could be making $600 a day if we keep getting amazing sponsorships from amazing sponsors. Yeah. Such as like our next sponsor, Casper Mattress. What? Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves. And some of us are more curvy than others. Yep. They accommodate. Hand raised. Providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies like... Amanda's, including mm-hmm. those that are corn-fed <laughs> or lamb and beef-fed. <laughs> Midwest farmers' daughters. Can't, we are staunch Midwestern women. Can't quite shake eating dairy. No, no matter what, cannot yep. commit. Uh, breathable design helps you sleep cool. Helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Even when you have the cheese sweats. Been there. Meat sweats. Been there. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Casper offers two mattresses, um, the Wave and the Essential, and a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets, which you always need. Yep. New ones because nobody washes them enough, let's be honest. Um, (laughs) To ensure an overall better sleep experience. Mm-hmm. We're millennials. We're all about spending money on experiences, not products. Now, yep. these are products that actually offer you Provide. an experience at yeah. the same time. Love. Um, also, uh, there are affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you through us gals. Mm-hmm. Um and there are hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied. Mm-hmm. And speaking of satisfaction, you can be sure of your purchase of a Casper mattress with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. So you literally get this mattress for 100 nights. You check it out. If it's not for you, you send it back. You get all your money back. You're good to go. You sleep um, for 100 nights straight. Yeah. You sleep yeah. for 100 nights straight like a vampire, and then if you like it, you keep it. If you don't like yeah. it, you send it back. Um, mm-hmm. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash gals and using the promo code gals at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. But again, go ahead and go to casper.com forward slash gals and use the promo code gals at checkout for $50 towards select mattresses. Terms and conditions Back to the apply. show. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, are we ready for this? Let's do it. I think right. so. I, th- I I think I'm ready. There are sound bites that come with this. Oh, <gasps> all the yeah. best cases have sound bites. Yeah, I've got some sound bites. So this is a little bit of a weird, be careful what you wish for case. 
um, because it doesn't involve money, but it involves revealing your secret crush to someone in the hopes they'll love you back. Oh, uh, no. That's never a so good idea. So the wish is returned yep. love. Oh. So back in, yeah, yeah. Back in the 90s, there was a popular talk show called The Jenny Jones Show. <gasps> oh, my God, The Jenny my, Jones Show. My aunt was on The Jenny Jones Show. Shut up. Oh. For what? That is Ermerzer. Okay, so my aunt had back surgery because everyone in my family has the same back. A terrible and it back. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my aunt had had back surgery and she was on a lot of pain meds and she was recuperating at my grandmother's house and just like watching daytime television on a lot of meds, whatever. <laughs> and a rerun of Jenny or Jesse Jones? Jenny, Jenny. Jones. Jenny Jones was on air and it had a bunch of like hot firefighters who were still single. Oh, yes. <laughs> this could yeah. like only end well. <laughs> like uh. that was the segment. And my aunt, like looped up on pain meds, was like, oh my God, I'm single. Yimmy. They're single. <laughs> like, let's Amazing. Amazing. I can't. I can't move my pelvis. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so she fucking called the Jenny Jones. My aunt is like such not a this type of person, which makes it even funnier. Like she's like. Well, so which like, aunt was it? Julie. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So. She calls the show, and the show's like, well, that's a rerun, but actually, you know, come to think of it, we were talking about doing a follow-up episode, and, like, would you be interested in, like, coming on to the show and, like... Yes, yes, I would. And, like, going <laughs> on a date, like, with one of these firefighters as, like, a fix-up. And my aunt was like, hell yeah, I'm in. So and now he's the father of her children. <laughs> so she went and she did it and they had a nice date, but like no sparks, whatever. But she was on the fucking show. That's she was, did she come clean yeah. about why she called because of all the drugs? I don't know if she, I was really little. I was like. Because of her pelvis. I was like eight years old when this happened and she like embargoed every copy of the tape. Like all of our relatives taped it on like VHS and she like, so she like got every single copy to destroy. Mm -hmm. She got like, a she was desist. <laughs> My dad was on Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah, what? he was. I've seen that yeah. tape. He, uh, he was part of a, it's like this whole long story, but he kind of on a dare, like sparked this trip for men who are bald to like show their bald pride. And, uh, there was like this morning show out of New York that he like wrote into. And as a result of this letter that he wrote, they filled a bus full of bald men in order of baldness, like the baldest at the back. And the least bald at the front, my dad was, like, way at the back. And they sent them to New York and put them up. They sent them to Hair Club for Men and uh, sent them to, like, learn about hair plugs and hair rejuvenation. And then they sent them to the Regis and Kathy Lee show. And they met Richard Simmons. And Kathy Lee, like, went into the audience and asked my dad a couple questions. I have a YouTube video of it, so yeah. I'll share it. It's, it's incredible. Like, oh, my it's God. so amazing. And he... 
my dad was the funniest fucking guy. But this resurfaced, like we only heard stories, like tales about it. And then the internet <laughs> happened and it resurfaced. And then every year it like shows up on my on this day on Facebook. And I just have like so much joy. It's so I'll share classic it. But anyway, Mike Jacobson. It is so classic. So we've completely deviated. But anyway, great anecdote. Back to this. Um, <laughs> Jenny Jones show. It, and it, for anyone who's seen it, it was basically like a higher class Jerry Springer with a female host. Like it was yep. very trashy. It was with pretty glasses. Um, yeah. yeah. God bless you, Jenny, but you're you're no Oprah. So sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, Nobody is March, Oprah. I mean, no, she's a Quentin. You can't touch her. On March 6th, 1995, Jenny Jones taped an episode called Same Sex Secret Crushes. Ooh, on no. which a gentleman named Scott Amager, a gay man, confessed to his best friend Jonathan Schmitz that he had a crush on him. Uh-oh. Until the taping, John had no idea who his secret admirer was. He says he went on the show out of curiosity and later claimed that the producers implied that his admirer was a woman. It's 1995. John... Like, this probably yep. isn't going to go over well. Go well. Yeah. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, it's a weird time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so he says he goes on the show out of curiosity. The producers had said that his, or implied that his, uh, crush was, or his admirer was a woman. And Mm. when he went on the show to find his friend, Scott, telling a live television audience about a fantasy that involved John, some whipped cream, strawberries, and champagne, he became embarrassed. And his lawyer said enraged, though his response on camera was mostly humorous as he laughed about that revelation in front of the audience. And I'm going to play you a clip okay. of Scott talking about the uh, sexy dream and John responding in kind of a sheepish way. Uh, before we talk, take a look at, we'll show a little playback of what uh, Scott said about you, uh, John. Take a look at that one oh, right here. There. <laughs> well, it entails like whipped cream and champagne, stuff like that. Scott was pretty open, but he's been fantasizing about you since he saw you under that car for the first time. He had an under-the-car fantasy, and he had a hammock fantasy he's been telling us about. Did you have any idea that he liked you this much? Um, no, 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 I did not. Can you tell us what your status is? Are you involved with anybody? Or? Um, no, but I am uh, definitely a heterosexual, I guess you could say. So, you can hear from yeah. the clip. That he was kind of playing it off and like trying to be coy about it and you know just kind of roll with it on the show and he wasn't no he wasn't acting like a dick and there's so this episode was never released but later like after all this went down clips of it have been released on YouTube so you can see that it just sort of was awkward but not yeah it didn't seem alarming yeah exactly yeah yeah why didn't Um, it air because all this shit went down before it oh you're about to find out. All right. Uh. Yeah. So, allegedly, three days after the taping, Scott left a suggestive note at John's home. And after finding the note, John withdrew money from the bank, purchased a shotgun. No. And went to Scott's mobile home, where he questioned Scott about the note, then returned to his car, got the gun, returned to Scott's trailer, and shot him twice in the chest, killing him. Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> yep. Right after killing him, John left the residence, called 911, and confessed to the killing. He had purchased a 12-gauge shotgun and fired two shots at close range into Scott's chest, and he said, quote, I just walked in the room and killed him. 
Yep. Oh, fucking patriarchy, fucking toxic, mex- toxic masculinity. masculinity. There are better Heaven ways forbid. to handle this situation, guys. If I were to go out and buy a gun to murder whomever hit on me in an unwanted fashion, everyone would be dead. It'd be, be a massacre. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's yeah. not like an egotistical thing to say. It's just no. like. You're no, gonna that's every get random hit stranger on. who drives by you while you're waiting yeah. at the bus stop and calls out some nasty bullshit. That's every that's you know, for every yeah. situation where unwanted attention or like sexual, you know, yeah. attention comes to you, if you yeah, you're right. It'd be a mountain of corpses. A and gender should not factor in at all no. because unwanted attention is unwanted attention. I've had mm-hmm. unwanted attention from women, I've had oh, unwanted yeah. attention from men. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so annoying. Okay. So John was charged with first-degree murder and committing a felony with a firearm. To convict him of first-degree murder, he had to prove that the, they had, the prosecution had to prove that the murder was premeditated. So if he'd been convicted of that charge, he'd face a mandatory life imprisonment without the possibility of parole because that's the requirement in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the jury is allowed to consider lesser charges during deliberations, such as secondary murder or manslaughter, if they see fit. So the prosecution can come in and the state can make their case and suggest the charge that they want, you know, to be applied. But after hearing all the details of the case, the jury can be like, okay, well, yeah, he did it, but we don't agree that it's first degree murder. So here's what we recommend. Okay. So the prosecution team argued that though John may have been embarrassed by the Jenny Jones taping, it did not justify killing Scott, fucking obviously. Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that Schmitz drove to one store to purchase a shotgun, drove to another store to get ammunition, and then drove to Scott's home before firing the fatal shots, which demonstrates premeditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, uh, really pre- premeditated. Yep. And it happened th- days afterward, you know. Yeah. Granted, he they introduced into evidence like the note that John had received, and that was the day that he went and killed him. So like, blah blah blah. But that's the equivalent think, of what was she wearing, though. Honestly, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, prosecutors contended that when John went to Scott's mobile home, he became violent. They say that a police report indicating an upturned chair at the crime scene and a couple other just like shit that was strewn about. There was a struggle. Um, yep, shows that Scott was trying to defend himself. Uh, the state had an oral confession and a videotaped confession from John in a pre-trial hearing. However, the judge ruled that both confessions were inadmissible because the oral confession was made without John being read his fucking Miranda rights. Jesus H. What? And the videotaped confession was made while his right to counsel was being violated. So the cops fucked that up completely. Oh Uh, my God. Both confessions because of shitty police work. Like, there's just no other way to put that. That's just wow. bullshit. Um, so on the defense side, John's attorney argued um, that the that he had diminished capacity, or the defense team argued diminished capacity, which is lacking uh-huh. the mental state required to commit a crime. So typically the result of a mental disorder or trauma will uh, hold up in court as a diminished capacity defense. They claim that John lacked the mental state required to have committed premeditated murder when he shot Scott because, according to the defense, he simply snapped after finding the note on his doorstep and 
His lawyers attributed his reaction to Graves' disease, which is a thyroid gland disorder that can cause irrational and violent behavior, and that he also showed signs of manic depression. So they're grasping at anything. Anything. Yeah. Although... Thyroid disorders can really fuck with your mental state. They absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. like hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still... It just seems a little loose in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jenny Jones was deposed on de- in December of 1995, what? and she insisted that the show, which never aired because of the shooting, had no connection to the shooting. She contended the that John was told that his admirer could be either male or female, Though the defense claimed that the show's producers led John to believe his secret admirer was a a woman. Mm -hmm. The trial did not last very long, and John really didn't speak much, but did present our second audio clip, which is a shitty poem that he wrote. (gasps) Of course. And read to the court, which I will play you now. Oh my god. Will they accept my sorrow? I found it in my sorrow. Mm -hmm. Please accept it today, because tomorrow is tomorrow. It is squeezing my heart. It has constriction on my soul. Set me free by taking it or leave me in this hole. Mm-hmm. Will you accept my sorrow? I found it in my sorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, if if you could see my scrunched up face right now. <laughs> Will you accept my sorry? Accept? No. It's, it's, it's no, not, I won't. It's not acceptable. No, unacceptable. <laughs> Fucking no, I un- found my sorry in my sorrow. It's just you, fucking clown. God, the worst. Um, so that exists. Uh, on November twelfth, nineteen ninety six, the jury opted against the most serious charge of first degree murder, which indicates premeditated killing, and that mandatory life sentence without parole, and instead found John guilty of second degree murder, which constitutes deliberate but not premeditated killing. Okay, it was full-on premeditated. If you I go know. out and buy a gun and then use that gun within 48 hours, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's premeditated. He went uh, to the well, bank, then the gun store, then the ammo then store, store, then yeah. John's house, like, yep. in an afternoon. Yep. Oh, my With the God. Gun, confronted John, went back to his car to get the gun, went back in and killed him. Like, I mean, I just, it's ridiculous to me. But um, he was, so he was charged with, Second-degree murder and illegal possession of a firearm in commission of a felony. And on December 4th, 1996, he was sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison. John served 22 years of his 25 to 50-year sentence and is now released and living in Michigan. I don't understand. I don't either. I know that this, I mean, like, compared to some cases, this is, like, a minor difference. Mm -hmm. But... I don't understand if it says 25 to blah, blah, blah. And then the only Serving less than 25. That's yeah, like, I, don't know, I never taxes. understood that either. Like Honestly, it really same is. Same fucking concept. It's bullshit. I hate it. If, if you're serving 25 to 50 years in the minimum before you're even eligible for parole, should be 25 years. Yeah. I don't that get just, it. It makes sense to me. But I don't know. So that's that's the story, guys. Good one. You can see a lot of YouTube videos and Jenny Jones, where are you now, my queen? Jenny! <laughs> Jenny! Ricky Lake, too. Ricky yeah. Lake was a trashy good one, too. So Really good. good. Really good. 
So much good talk TV in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the well, one? We didn't uh, have the internet. Mm-hmm. Lo- uh, it was like love it or leave it or like there was like nope, a door. That's a podcast. That's love it or list it. No, <laughs> it H- was a t- It was a show Alden where like Garden. it was sort of like a secret admirer situation and the person oh. like opened the door. Oh, forgive or forget. That's what it was. Forgive or forget. Ooh. They opened on okay. MTV. What? Was that on MTV? There were a bunch of those on MTV. I don't think so because I watched at my grandma's house and she definitely Um, did not have MTV. But they'd have to like decide right then whether to forgive the person or forget them. Got it. Because that's what forgiveness is. Yeah. All right. And also forgetting. Sure. (laughs) I never forget motherfuckers. Forget thee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Moving on to special thanks this week. Woo! People that we will never forget. Mm-hmm. Number one, Vicky Citron or Citrone. Woo! Citrone. You are delicious like Patron, and we mm. love you. Mm-hmm. Or Citron vodka, because yum. Amanda Jean. Billie Woo-hoo! Jean. Not, not my, my son. Lover. Oh, not my love. Whatever. <laughs> Billie Jean is not your son. She's also not your lover. Neither is Amanda uh, Jean. Thank you so much for your donation. But Abby Knifik, terrific Knifik, mm-hmm. bless your heart for your donation. And Amber Lumen, I love you. Woo! Amber Lumen, <laughs> thank you Summer for your donation. Lumen. Megan Lau, personal friend, getting Ooh. married in December. Thank you so oh, much. Wow. And her name is Lau? Lau rhymes with wow. That's her Instagram handle. Now everybody knows you who you are, up. Megan. You're welcome. <laughs> Megan rhymes with Lau. Megan Lau. All Thank right. you. Thank you also to K Peak. Want to take a peek at your do- donation of five dollars <laughs> a month? Patreon. <laughs> Thank you so much. And McKenna Duncan, the most Scottish of all donors. Love, Love you, McKenna Duncan. Yeah, welcome. We're probably related. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Also, possibly related to McKenna Duncan, Suzanne D. Fitzpatrick. Woo! You might be Irish. You're welcome. You might be. Meg Stanley. <laughs> I do not know the origin of your family line, but I do appreciate your donation. <laughs> All right, and um, oh, this is a friend, Andrew Gerza. You. So, um, Andrew increased from $1 a month to $5 a month. And Thank Andrew you. also hosts uh, the podcast Disability After Dark, um, which is a really excellent podcast. It's about um, sexy times and quote-unquote disability. Love. Um, so definitely check that out. It's really mm-hmm. it's really well done and, and fascinating. Yeah, so that is that fascinating. Out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Also fascinating, Elizabeth Mackison, who increased her, her pledge, assuming identifying as a female, from $1 to $10 a month, so you will be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass. As Woo! will Samantha Boyd. Thank you so much for your $10 a month oh donation. Boy. Oh, Boyd. Thank you. <laughs> is it already my Boyd, turn? Oh yes, boy. it is yeah, already your turn. your turn. Oh, my God. I'm so drunk. <laughs> Chelsea Comey. Probably related to Jim Comey. We love you. We love all your revelations. Mm. Call and me on will, over, girl. <laughs> and you will Except be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass. Yeah. 
Chill out about the emails. Chill out about the emails. Not you, Chelsea. You can go on about the emails forever. As can Amanda Huntley, also donating $10 a month. You have hunted our hearts. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And Cat Garita Un Pequita Gordita, also giving $10 a month. Te amo. I want a margarita. And oh my! Oh my God, that was You're bad. Welcome. Priscilla You're welcome. Hughes rounding Woo! out uh, the beginning of our trash queen yes. uh, tier. So she is donating fifteen dollars a month, which means she will be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass and a random piece of non-perishable shit from Lucy's mm-hmm. house. Yeah, and uh, I did send out some trash this morning, which included... Yeah, share your trash. Uh, some sequined socks. Yes. Uh, a cat coin purse. Yes. Which nice. you might be wondering why I was getting rid of anything cat-related, but the truth is... Because you have too many. There aren't so enough coins in the world to fill all of the cat coin purses that I own. So yeah. that might be like She's a regular scaling thing. down. I'm scaling I've been down. guilty of buying you like 20 of them. Yeah, every Christmas. Yeah, like not I, very inventive. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm I'll I'm switching to I'm trying to switch away from cash. So <laughs> okay, love it. Uh, oh, and my internet router, couple mm-hmm. a little set of small clay pots, a Furby, mm-hmm. a Furby, mm-hmm. uh, lots of trash stickers. Lots going out. Yeah, Some who else is getting belt. trash? I'm just reciting what I've mailed out. Yep, we're going to keep moving here. (laughs) Crystal Nicole, who's also a moderator in our Facebook happy hour group, has increased her pledge. Which, if you haven't joined it, you should join it. It's so fun. Happy hour. Happy hour. Increased her pledge from $5 to $15, so trash queen. Yup. Woo! And thank you very much to Fanny McPhee, who made a $25 once-off donation. So friendly reminder, if you'd like to contribute but don't want to do a monthly subscription, uh, you can head over to whiningcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com and you can purchase a donation that you just put in your cart and that will be sent to us. And we would really appreciate it and we love it. Love it. Yeah, thank you, Fanny Nanny McPhee. And also, uh, thank you to our sponsor, Talkspace. Remember to go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals for $30 off your first month of affordable, convenient, amazing online video, phone chat, phone yep. memo, whatever, yep. amazing yep. therapy, yep. which we all need. I think if Always. there had been Talkspace in 1995, yeah. then John would yeah. have been able to handle his masculinity and his ego Very possible. a little bit better. Very I possible. Agree. I agree. All right. We'll we see you, you next all. week, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. 
We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hey, Courtney. Hey, Ashley. Do you love hearing about true crime and history and other fun stuff? Oh, you know I do. Well, good, because that's what we talk about every week on the Cult of Domesticity podcast, so I'm glad that you enjoy it. Oh, I probably should have known that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Tell them where to find us. Well, we're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and other fun places. New episodes come out pretty much every Thursday. So be there or be square.